Welcome back to Whitgift Conversations. This is the podcast where we talk to staff and pupils about topics that are relevant to you. And it's the start of term, so who better to speak to than Headmaster Chris Ramsey. Now, this is a great episode. We talk about some of the highlights of the summer term, but we also talk about what's coming up in the autumn term and later in the academic year. There are many new students at school, some members of staff are new as well, so I get to quiz Chris on that too. But we also talk about something that's been bubbling away in India, so do stick around to see what that might be. That's all coming up in this episode, so come with me now as we hear from the headmaster, it's Chris Ramsey. Chris, welcome back to this episode of the podcast. How are you today? Very good to see you. I, I, I uh, or to, to hear from you. I feel I've done this quite a lot of times. I, I hope people, uh, I hope their hearts aren't sinking too much when they hear it's me again. I'm sure that they're not. I'm sure that they're not. And for the sake of people listening to this, we're recording this online. And Chris, I'm looking into the background of your office there. It's beautiful and sunny, it looks like. Tell me what the weather's going on. It, well, it's September the 6th. It's the first full day of term. And I think it's the hottest day of the year. Uh, we've got, uh, we've gone uh, back into summer uniforms so you know rolled up sleeves for, for the boys thank goodness uh, and yeah it is an absolutely roasting day absolutely beautiful yeah so it, it helps to raise the spirits now for some of the people who are listening to this podcast right now they may have children who are at the school for the first time uh there, there may be some people whose whose children have recently left the school but uh, i wonder for the sake of everyone listening to this if you can just give us a a bit of a, a recap of the summer term before the summer break what that was looking like in school some of the things that were happening there we had a very very busy particularly second half of the summer term we, we call it trinity term here uh, so that's what the, that's what you hear people call it uh, and uh, you know actually on reflection we we think we may even have packed too much in but you know there were quite a lot of year groups who had some you know catch up uh, to do post covid in terms of of events so uh, there were in no particular order there was a big sort of biology and sustainability day there were um, entrepreneurship there was an entrepreneurship week for some of our younger boys uh, there were the usual sports days and so on and so forth there was a huge junior play which was fantastic whole thing came to an end with the uh, what we call celebration of wit gift life uh, uh, aka prize giving uh, i guess uh, and uh, that was a a wonderful day with a, with a great guest speaker uh, so it was a very very busy last month and uh, we ended uh, you know very much on a high back in in july so you mentioned the guest speaker i'm dying to know who that was now we had uh, a lady called Lucy Pearson, who uh, I've known for a long time, and she really hits the sweet spot for this kind of event in that she is she was a teacher and, and a head teacher, uh, Oxford English graduate, but she also played cricket for, for England, for England women, okay. uh, and, uh, and she's now director of education for the Football Association, so, you know, she touches... Uh, sports education, professional sport, high le levels of academia and leadership. Uh, and I always think, dare one say, it's great for the boys to see a, f a fabulously professional, uh, a successful professional woman. Uh, and uh, she stayed with us for a lot of the day and, and was great value. And then the entrepreneurship week that you talked about. I mean, wh wh where, did, where did the idea for that come from? We've had that uh, now running for a couple of years, and uh, we have a, uh, a post here called Director of Learning and Innovation, uh, and uh, the previous post holder, who's now uh, an assistant head, uh, brought in uh, a, a wonderful company called, I think it's called 10 Billion Ideas, and what they do is they come in for a week, they take our year eight students uh, off time table for a week, and they 
basically put them through a series of exercises and, and, and activities which really make them think about how do you start something up? How do you, how do you make an idea into a reality? How do you solve problems? And, and what skills might you have either that you knew you had or that you didn't know you had? And uh, so that, that, that's, uh, that's how that works. And it, it ends up with presentations and, and, and projects and so on and so forth. Fantastic. Fantastic. You mentioned the billion ideas. Uh, I, th I think it's eight billion ideas, not eight 10 billion. Be eight. Yep. Sounds uh, right. Is that the David Harkin organization? Yeah, I, I've right. heard yeah. of him before yeah. and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen him talking about a few different things and he seems like a really switched on guy. So I'm not surprised that that was a good event. I think it's really interesting as well. And, and, and uh, uh, at the other end of the school for our, our new lower sixth, our, our year 12s, we've, uh, we had them in uh, for a, an induction day yesterday and uh, uh, we brought in some some young professionals, uh, not actually former students of Whitgift, but 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 uh, people we we know through other networks, who again were talking to the students, talking to the boys about you know what what are the different skills in the subject areas, uh, and uh, my my colleague was telling me this morning that uh, they they'd been asking you know some of the boys you know what are you what are you good at what are you best at, and quite a lot of the boys would say well history, uh, and they would say no 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 that's a subject. That's not a skill. So what, what, what's the skill in history that you're good at? To just get the boys thinking, okay, I know I like history and I'm good at it, but what is it about me that makes that the case? And I think that's really helpful thinking when, when, when people start to think about not just their futures, but also how they can be the best version of, they, of themselves that they can as well. Yeah, I get really excited when I hear things like this because, you know, gone are the days, thankfully, when school was just about learning facts and being yeah, filled with knowledge sure. and, and, you know, being, you know, like you say there, being the best version of yourself and, you know, creating people that are going to go out into the world to be future leaders is, I is think very it's exciting. Really, yeah, I think it is. And, and the uh, I'll give you another uh, anecdote, if I may, uh, uh, about another uh, uh, young man who... Uh, my one of my assistant heads and I had to see I think a couple of days ago because he'd made a couple of mistakes and obviously won't go into details but we we were really resetting if you like the uh, the situation for him and he said I want to you know I really want to change I really want to be a different person uh, and both my assistant head and I said no 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 you you can't become a different person you you, you you're still going to be you but but there might be some things about you which you know, which need to be different. And, and you can, you know, we're all optimists. We believe you can change things about you, but don't try and pretend to be somebody else. Yeah, it's an interesting way of looking at it and developing the self instead of yeah. changing the person, because clearly we are we are all people mm. and, and we, you know, we've we got to live with ourselves, whoever we are, but we can Absolutely. change who we are, which is yeah, which yeah. is a really exciting yeah. thing as and well. And not beat ourselves up either. I think sometimes, you know, uh, in, in, in a, an environment like ours where, you know, we're, we're highly selective, we, we're, a, uh, we're a school that does a lot of stuff and, and, and a lot of our boys are very, very successful. And some of our boys, dare one say, um, you know, they, they beat themselves up a bit more than they should about not being at the peak that other boys are at absolutely everything. And I think that's something we uh, we should be aware of, too. So these busy times, like you mentioned the busy summer term or the Trinity term. In fact, quick question on that. What, what, why is it called Trinity term instead of summer term? That's a very good question. I think it, by the way, you've got a peacock there. Oh, fantastic. Um, <laughs> I think it goes back to the right back to the foundation of the school in the uh, 16th century being uh, a school that was founded by an archbishop the terms being named after church seasons so Michaelmas 
because of, of, of Michaelmas in, I think I'm right in saying, uh, uh, late September, Lent being the run up to Easter and Trinity being the, ch the, the, the season of the church that's the that's summer. Um, I, th I think it's no more complicated than that. <laughs> right. But we, quite, we quite like, and, and I know we've spoken about this before and, and, and other listeners may, may, may remember this, you know, we, we're not hidebound in the past and, and, and always having to do things the same way. But we do quite like traditions. You'll, you'll notice that we still talk about um, lower first, first, second, third form. We still say Michaelmas term, Lent term, Trinity term. Uh, we have our famous, you know, white flowers um, because we, we kind of think those things don't do any harm uh, and they just make us a little bit different and they're quite memorable. Yeah, it's a good approach, isn't it? About, you know, re remembering the past, building on that heritage, I guess, and yeah. then, but still moving forward into the future instead yeah. of deciding that you want to stay in the past. Mm. Okay. So when you have a busy time like that, how does it, how does it help the boys in school to be busy like that? That's a great question. Um, I mean, I think there is definitely a sense in which um, if you are busy, then you you settle more quickly as a new student. You make friends. You learn to to to, to get on with people. And I always say that um, the reason why we do co-curricular activities and, and 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 even things like sport and music and drama, it's in order to do things with other people and learn from each other and get along with each other. It's it's we don't we don't play sport solely in order to win. Um, we often do win and that's nice, but the reason why we do it is because we're doing something with some other people uh, and we're learning different skills and areas in which we might not be quite so comfortable. So, so you definitely gain that. I think that the community as a whole, and I was saying this in this morning's assemblies, schools are places of routine, you know, period one, period two, period three, a timetable which tells you exactly what you're going to be doing every minute of the day for the next 11 months. So you need things that break that up. You need some colour, you need some texture, you need sometimes to have, whether it's an entrepreneurship day or, uh, you know, we, we, we now run a matinee performance of some of our plays so that, you know, that, that busyness is not just a kind of, uh, routine grind, I, I guess. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. I love that. Okay, I love love the peacock there as well. So, tell me a little bit about what's coming up over the next academic year. In that case, okay. So, I mean, the we've got a new academic deputy, uh, Rachel Attenborough, and 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 uh, a little plug here is uh, we should have a podcast from her uh, in in the course of the next. We'll let her settle for 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 a few days, but uh, uh, maybe soonish. Uh, so. There's a real sense of um, kind of relaunching our academic culture, uh, which we've spoken about this before, is all about making the journey exciting and making sure the boys are independent learners and thinkers and really aiming high and not just concentrating on exams and so on and so forth. So that's, I suppose, the main thrust. And, and we've set that out as a very obvious a strap line for our staff, which is, it's kind of every moment of every lesson matters for every student. I mean, I know it sounds obvious, but really thinking about, you know, let's make sure that every single one of these boys is, you know, is moved on and, and, and challenged uh, in the way they uh, um, they should be. That, that's a big um, 
a, a sort of priority for the term. Got a lot of new staff joining us. Um, and so obviously that, that when you think that every year we usually have about 20 new staff, so uh, we get sort of fresh ideas there. And then I suppose the other area which is a little bit more serious in a way is we're very aware that there's, you know, there's lots of risk around for young people uh, and we're doing a lot of work on things like our, uh, our education on social media, um, we've, you've spoken, I know, to the head of Ideatum about educating the boys about safety online, uh, and that transfers to our staff and their safeguarding duties. So, you know, there's, there's increasingly in all schools, these are things where you need to spend time thinking through and making sure you've got the right relationships and the right policies in place. Tell me a little bit about when those new staff join, because quite often in schools we hear about what happens to children when they join and how they settle in quickly. And you said yourself that when children are busy, then it's quicker for them to settle in. Tell me a bit about how it looks, though, for a member of staff joining. Well, we tend, if, if we can, we will get new staff to come and spend uh, one or two days with us in, in, in the summer term, in the Trinity term, uh, if they've been appointed by them, which most of them will have done, and if... They can either get away from their current uh, job. Uh, God, the peacocks are noisy today, aren't they? Um, if they can either get away from, but I'm not closing the window. If they can either get away from their current job or um, or, or, or are you know training uh, uh, anyway. So, so we we try and make sure that they see the school in action and just get a feel for it before they even. Um, you know, before they're even in our employment, um, and that's quite important because every school feels different. And uh, so, so that's the first stage, if you like. There's, there's a load of regulatory stuff, obviously, which is going on in the background. But then we have two days of, 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 uh, of induction and one full day of staff induction, which was last Friday, before the rest of the staff come back for in-service training. Uh, and it's quite interesting. One of my colleagues, uh, James Piggott, the, the Director of uh, uh, Learning and Innovation, is in charge of the day. And we've got... A couple of uh, new heads of department who have obviously taught in other schools like Whitgift. And they were saying that they felt our induction was, they, they quite liked the fact that it was very much about culture and values and the kind of place we are and our attitudes to things as opposed to the nuts and bolts of how do you write reports. And we, we then carry on the induction process throughout the term. So every once a week, uh, they, they, there's a sort of lunchtime session where different leaders in different areas of the school will explain and take questions about different aspects of life here. And then just to jump back to the, to the, to the boys for a moment, I mean, what advice would you give to any parents that are listening to this right now who've just seen their, 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 their precious little children going off to school for the first time? Obviously, every child is different, and uh, you know we we very often talk to to parents who say, "My son's very excited, and he can't wait to come, and so on and so forth." And then others will be a, a bit more nervous. I would, I think, I would I would try and be reassuring and not not panic quickly. You know, if if, if your son comes home and he hasn't had such a great day, you know, don't don't panic too quickly. Um, worth perhaps dropping an email uh, to, to his tutor just to say, look, you know, he didn't have a great day today and that's fine. We'll look out for them uh, the following day. But try, try and give it a little bit of time. And again, this morning I, I said to, to all the year groups in assembly, um, it's very important also that they as students talk to their 
tutors or, or, or teachers if there's something that's not uh, not going well. And I, I always say, in our experience, almost all, 99% of problems have got a solution. Uh, it might be a quick solution, it might take a little bit longer, but there, there's a solution there. Um, so you must tell us because we can't get to that solution until we until we know. But I would say to parents, you know, do, do give it a little bit of time. But Usually, it's a little bit like this with uh, my, my wife is in the medical profession uh, and she always says parents actually do know, you know, you probably can pick up. If you, if you really think it's n what your son's saying is doesn't sound right, then get in touch with us. Sound advice. That really is. And Chris, you, you, you mentioned about new starters joining and clearly there are new boys joining the school. You've got a number of boys who are already in school, a number of members of staff who are already working at the school. If that was me in your role, I, I won't lie. I, I, I don't think I'd sleep very well just with that kind of responsibility with all of those children, with all of those members of staff. What's it actually like running a school that kind of size? Well, gosh, you, you, you suddenly make me worried that I should be more worried. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I suppose the answer is that you're right. At the end of the day, I am, you know, the, the buck does stop with me and you know, I, I can't possibly know every student, I can't possibly know um, details about every member of staff. So it is very much about having the right team around me. Uh, and we've worked quite hard over the last few years to make sure that the structure, the leadership and management structure fits that the, you're right, quite large organisation. So I have an executive team, uh, which we've enlarged, uh, and one of the reasons why we've enlarged it, so that, 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 that's eight of us, and, and, and one of the reasons why we've enlarged it is because we want to make sure that it's got both relative newcomers, our new academic deputy, pastoral deputy's been with us for five years now, senior deputy uh, is, is in his, oh, let me think now, third, fourth, whatever. Um, but we've also got a couple of assistant heads who've been here for longer. So, so that's that's where, if you like, the main decision making happens. We've got a big senior leadership team, and obviously for the boys and staff, we've got departmental structures uh, underneath. But one of the new things we've introduced this year is um, we've divided our staff about three over three hundred staff both teaching and non-teaching, we've divided that up, that them up into, if you like, the equivalent of tutor groups, so that each member of the senior leadership team has a group of about 15 staff that's their group for the year, and they meet with regularly, and that's one of the vehicles whereby we can be as confident as possible that my senior leadership team know how people are feeling, what they're worried about, what they're happy about, what they think is going well, make sure they understand things that they need to understand and that they're giving feedback and the same obviously for boys um, there are formal structures like the student council but then we overlay with that uh, I and, and other members of the executive team go to tutor groups informally uh, and we just say what, what's going well and what's not going well so I, I guess there are formal structures but we also need to get as many informal ones uh, as well and as, as the boys probably know um, I like to be quite visible. I'm incredibly nosy. So I, I do go around the school asking people how they are, what they're doing. Now, they're not going to say to me a significant personal problem or anything like that, but you can pick up a, a mood quite quickly. It strikes me then there's a high level of organisation throughout the whole of the school, but also a very healthy amount of trust 
with your staff. You mentioned the exec team, the the senior leadership team. Uh, actually, what's the difference between the exec team and, and the SLT then? So the, the executive team, I suppose, is what what some people would call us. Uh, the, the, uh, if you can't, like a cabinet, or or you know, uh, the the executive team are all also on the senior leadership team, um, and it tends to be that in any given area. So, for example, the director of operations and finance is on the executive team. The senior leadership team also has his number two, the estates director. And uh, so, 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 if you like, there's another person from that, that area. I see. OK, now I'm dying to ask you about this. I've been dying to ask you about this the whole way through this podcast recording, which is to, uh, to ask you to tell me something about India. <laughs> it's a big country, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that, what's been going on out there? <laughs> well, we uh, some listeners will know that a few years ago we uh, we became quite interested in India because we were invited to uh, help um, in setting up an environmentally focused school that that in the end very sadly didn't didn't come to anything uh, for various reasons. But um, we've also been talking to a very very interesting organisation uh, called SimbaQuest which is a, 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 a conglomerate of, of, of businesses in India. Uh, and we are announcing, I think pretty much as we speak, uh, that we've signed a partnership agreement with them to co-found a school in Hyderabad. Uh, and uh, we're very excited. Now, you, you probably know that there are, there are quite a lot of um, UK independent schools which have what they call franchises. Uh, you know, people will, will know about, you know, Harrow International and, and Shrewsbury international uh, this is not quite this it, 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 it it's in partnership with Whitgift rather than Whitgift school uh, and it's a kind of uh, it's a partly commercial venture for us but it's also uh, you know we think India is a very exciting place educationally and we're delighted to be co-founding the school now, a number of people, when they think about India, they, they might think about places like Delhi or, or Mumbai or places like that. I, I think you said Hyderabad. And it is Hyderabad, yeah. I, I, I've never been to Hyderabad. In fact, I don't think I've ever heard of that until talking to you right now. Tell me a little bit about that. Pretty much in the middle, geographically. I hope geographers listening won't, won't sort of think that's a terribly crass thing to say. It's very, very much a growth area in technology. Very uh, strongly growing middle class I think I'm right in saying, and I hope I've got this right, a really nice and good sort of balanced Muslim Hindu. So, so you know, in terms of our ethnicity as a school or our ethnic mix, you know, it's 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 got a quite a good um, uh, resonance there. But but most of all, it's a place where um, there are quite a lot of new schools starting, and uh, this will be an all IB school, which obviously you know fits our ethos really well. Mm. Uh, and um, no, we're very excited. Awesome. Uh, if people wanted to find out a little, little, little bit more about that, where could they go? On, on our website, uh, there's a tab uh, called Global, uh, and that tells you all about Whitgift International Limited, which is our, our trading company for international. Uh, and they run both the, uh, well, the Whitgift International Education Department runs the International Summer School and our international partnerships, of, of which this is the first. Uh, and we intend not the last. Fantastic. Well, it was all very exciting. It sounds like a great future. It sounds like it's going to be a great uh, academic year coming up as well. But in the meantime, yeah. I, I think I should probably leave you to, 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 to go and find that peacock as well and be able to step outside and see what's going on in school. I think he's gone. And I say he because obviously making the noise is what the blokes do. Uh, and uh, I leave you to draw your own conclusion from that. <laughs> great place to end it. Chris, thanks very much for being here. It's really good talking to you. Thanks, Simon. Good to speak to you.
So that was Headmaster Chris Ramsey talking all about what we can expect this school term. A big thank you to Chris and to The Peacock for joining us here today. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.